everybody. Yay, it's our familiar music and our familiar podcast. <laughs> well, maybe not so familiar because we took a break. <laughs> but it feels familiar to us and good. We're glad to be back. This is to the Two Yoke Girls podcast with Lorraine and Jillian. And um, it's just a place where we get together and we talk about all the things that feel important to us, that feel important to our community, that feel relevant for the time. So here we are back. Yay. Yeah, it's a good time to catch up. Yeah, I feel like a lot and nothing has happened all at the same time. (laughs) So I think it's been just a couple, maybe a little over a month or a couple months since we've podcasted. We had, I went on a big vacation. Um, We opened Opened up Burlington. Yeah. Um, you went on a vacation, so we've just been doing all the things that life requires of us. Um, but recently we got to get together and started talking about, you know, what's next for the studios and how we see just in the short term, like next month, April panning out as we're kind of marching towards another phase of this crazy pandemic or what feels like another phase? Does it feel like that to you? I don't know. I feel kind of excited. I think people are starting to, it's almost like around here when you get to put on flip-flops again, you know, you've been in boots for a while, you've been trudging through and then suddenly it's flip-flop season and there's that feeling of freedom. I feel like that's where we're going. Like here comes flip-flop season, right? Yes. 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 I I always hesitate a little bit to be like, because I I feel like, last year or sometime like a long time ago Mm. I was like we made it we're out of COVID like I cried and saw people's faces and like we were in the studio together and then it was like you know pivot pivot again um so I always get a little apprehensive of like throwing my flip-flops on quite quite yeah I think everybody can probably relate but it does feel like steps are being made and um things are kind of on that brighter sunny side. So we were talking about April and what we're going to do for April at the studios um, and with the gratitude adjustment and all the things we have going on. And we started talking about um, challenges and what we think about the word challenge. Yeah. And how good it feels to be in the studio. So both things like this idea of challenge is different these days. I think it can be challenging to slow down and rest and take your foot off the gas. It can be challenging to be really kind to yourself. And I think in a type A environment, when you hear challenge, it's all about like putting the pedal to the metal, right? Mm. So I think it's so interesting to reframe what is really challenging and what really changes us. So I think we crave what's the same, but we might need something different. And so Mm. challenge doesn't fit the same way. Yeah, yeah, I um, can remember we when we used to do the 31-day challenges, <clears throat> which were kind of big in the industry. And, well, first of all, when I was 22 and I was doing yoga, like I was doing two 90 classes, 90-minute classes a day. Like I was super intense. It's kind of my personality. And it, it of course, translated right into yoga. And so, you know, two 90-minute classes a day and a 30-day challenge was um, – something I was like, yes, I can do this. I'm going to do it. And, um, the way that it changed me, which it was not life changing, but right. It was 
maybe because it brought me a new awareness, but the way that it changed me wasn't that like my yoga practice changed or I got physically stronger, although I did get physically stronger, but it was more that I w- was able to realize that when I committed to going to the mat every day, I didn't have to push myself so hard. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have to do every pose to the quote, fullest expression. I didn't have to do two 90 minute classes. Um, I was able to like say to myself, oh, I was just here yesterday and I'll be here tomorrow. Mm. So if I don't do this wheel or if I stay still laying down for this much longer, like that is still a win for me. And Mm. I'm such a, I think, aggressive personality, at least back then in like my measuring of what was success, that that for me gave me the freedom to feel like I had to push less hard. Does that make Hmm. sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like it's not all or nothing. It reminds me of um, my husband grew up in a household that restricted sugar and I didn't. So when we were no longer under, you know, like our parents' taking charge of those things, he went right toward it. And Mm -hmm. I didn't need to, like, it felt like, oh, it wasn't something that felt like I had it. There was no scarcity. And then it just modulated or regulated itself, I think. And I think that's what we hope. Um, But I think that's what you're talking about in yoga. You felt it like it didn't have to be all or nothing anymore. It was like, oh, it can be in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I would do that with a lot of stuff in my early 20s. Like I can remember having these negotiations in my head, like, oh, I didn't eat great today. So what's the point of going to yoga? Like I'll start again tomorrow and I'll eat healthy and I'll drink that green juice and I'll <laughs> sweat my butt off in class and and that will be a good day. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and I don't, I don't have the kind of, maybe I do in other parts of my life and <laughs> I don't know, but I don't do that negotiation with myself anymore. Like some is better than none. Mm -hmm. Um, And you do kind of the best you can do. Like you get there. And even if you just get like getting there, we always say it in class, getting there is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. But then once you're there, like just roll around on your mat, do Mm. what other than being on your phone, like that time is valuable no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a certain kindness. It reminds me a lot of what we teach and how we try and get there. Yeah, because it's not like we're, it's funny because when we say to shy away from a challenge, and I always hesitate a little to to bring this up because um, I don't want to misrepresent what, what I'm thinking, but yeah. I oftentimes think that like we are not challenged enough mm. in society And at the same time, we're challenged so much, right? There's Mm -hmm. a lot of stressors on us and especially, you know, juggling all the things with work and kids and pandemic and um, all those things that happen. But like the real physical stress that Mm -hmm. I think our bodies in evolution are used to doing, like walking many miles a day, um, farming, hunting, actual physical movement isn't happening as much in our bodies anymore. And so, or it's kind of, maybe it is for some, Mm -hmm. not for all. And so I just feel like 
when we say that you don't have to challenge yourself, it's not like, mm. oh, don't worry about it. Like throw all of your instinct to, to try aside. Mm-hmm. It's just the show up, right? We're just asking you to show up in any any different way. It doesn't have to look one way or hard or like movement, but just to show up and that in itself is the challenge. Does that make yeah. any sense? Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to the beginning of what we were saying that slowing down and taking Shavasana can be extremely challenging for someone. Um, getting to class and creating room in your schedule can be really challenging. So yes, I see what you mean in terms of I want people to find the edge and to remember that there's room to change and maybe even to do it differently and find what they need versus what they might want or be used to doing. So they're used to pushing hard, challenge yourself by slowing down. You're used to just not adding physical movement, challenge yourself and get in more than you did yesterday. It's almost this idea of like, can you get 1% better at something a day? Yes. And for everybody, that's going to be different. Yeah. You know, like you said, for some people, it's going to be pushing less hard. And for some people, Mm -hmm. it's going to be pushing and and whatever, whatever capacity we're talking about, right? Yeah. Think about it with the computer or with your kids or with connection with people. Um, But it's really just this awareness of what you need. Yeah, there was was something I heard and it was um, somebody who talks about how to sort of be an activist and take care of yourself at the same time because activists can get burned Mm. out. And she said, I ask myself three questions. How can I be healthy today? How can I be purposeful today? And how can I be connected today? And it was so interesting because she said in those questions, the answers can feel really nuanced. Like it can be something like healthy. Well, I don't, I feel burned out and I don't feel like exercising. What if I drink more water? And what if that's my edge, you know, connected? Do I call someone and text someone? Do I need to connect to myself? So it was really interesting to think about how nuanced something like a challenge, something like being healthy, purposeful, and connected can really be. Yeah. And just um, getting on your mat, I think, gives you the space to be able to tell. I, mm. So much of the time, people are in autopilot because you have mm-hmm. to be, or for whatever reason, because life moves freaking fast. So just space outside of your autopilot to whatever, move, breathe, be, yeah. then you can figure out what you actually need. Like it really right. is step one. So April should really just be step one. What step the hell one. do I need? Get to your mat and figure out what the hell do you need? Because you probably don't even know it's right true. now. And then in May, that's when we should do your own personal challenge. Like right. write it down. Is it more gratitude? Is it more movement? Is it more meditation? Is it less movement? Whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there was a really interesting moment in the gratitude adjustment the other day. We were talking about that same thing of what do you need somebody? And we were talking about breath work, you know, the inhale and the exhale. Mm-hmm. And somebody was saying, I feel like I've been so internally focused that now 
it might be time for me to be externally focused. And I said, it's so interesting because with the breath in and the breath out, you can kind of play with some of that, what you're bringing in or how you're attuning and what you're letting go of and maybe even how you're reaching out. And I also thought of the seasons. In winter, you're sort of huddled in and closed and quiet. Maybe you even light a fire and draw the shades and it's dark anyway. Whereas now it feels like there's that almost need Mm. to break through the dirt yeah so like growth and reaching out and gravitating towards sunshine and welcoming in more people or connecting with more people and so it was such an interesting intuitive sense like oh I've been so internal I think this connection this group is reminding me that now I get to be more external and it felt like perfect timing like we don't even know that we're in tune with the seasons you know we sometimes think oh I'm so quiet and sad and it feels dark right it's like oh yeah it's winter good you're doing it right right or it feels like oh I'm ready to like throw open the door and put on my flip-flops good you know spring you're in tune waxing and waning with the moon and with the seasons right instead of judging it's like oh yeah you're in alignment well done I know. Yeah. Well, it's better. I think it's always better to give yourself the credit for what you're doing. Right. Mm. And so instead of that constant, what you call it the second dart, Mm -hmm. like that second beating up of yourself, um, kind of the realization that you're in this place. And then you have this thought that's like, oh, and that's bad. Right. Mm. I've been you know, huddled in my house and antisocial. Oh, well, you're bad. Mm. But it, or it could be, oh, well, it's winter and there's a season for rest and recovery and hunkering down. And then, you know, if that, if, if you're having the sensation or the thought about it, then what's next maybe. Mm. Um, so I love it that, 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 that it's just a shift in perspective and yeah. avoidance of the second dart. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminded me of the conversation that you and I had. It was off topic a little bit, but about trauma or stress. Mm. If the stress comes from an internal place, your body reacts to it in a way that feels natural and can deal with it. If the stress comes from an external place, it almost feels like you fight against it a little bit more. So for example, a cold plunge, if somebody pushes you in freezing water, it feels like trauma and you tense up and there's the fight and flight. If you're the one who decides you're going to go into freezing water, there's that, you know, release of dopamine, there's all the benefits that come from it. And it's not labeled as trauma in your body. Yeah. Yeah. Which is another reason why we don't love the word challenge. Oh, yeah. I think, right? Because if it's an external Push. force that's pushing you to do it, right? Then you're more likely to resist it or, or not do it. Or some people are more likely yeah. to resist it. Um, the, the challenge really has to come internally. Like why? Mm. And everybody's reason, everybody's reason or everybody's like choice of why is probably going to be different. Mm-hmm. But the beautiful thing about it is that, and the reason why so many like studios do them is because it brings people together for this common mm. purpose, right? And not everybody's going to be doing it for the same reason, but the end goal is kind of the same, which is just figuring out what, what do you need? Yeah. And it makes me think of what you and I were talking about before. There's no place like here. We think about what brings people into the studio and what brings us into the studio regularly. And for me, teaching has felt really fun. And it's, I get in there and it's that overwhelming sensation of like, it's the exhale, the like, oh, there's Mm. no place like here. 
right? And it can feel almost like my mantra when I get there. And it's that idea of like, remember when you used to go take a class, you know, feel good, and then almost crush the rest of your day, whatever that would mean. You're in it, you're present, you're engaged, you're on time, you're ready. Or if you're not on time, you're not stressed about it. It was like, oh, it's okay. I'll, somebody else will be at the bus stop for my kids because I'm running five minutes late and I know to call them instead of like white knuckling it and rushing and hurrying and beating myself up, right? It feels like, oh, there's no place like here to be quiet. Like you mentioned, when you gather yourself and you can figure out how you actually are, there's no place that has that spacious energy so that I can check in, I can connect, and I can feel healthy and purposeful. Yeah. 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 Um, So we don't challenge you, but we we invite (laughs) you to feel, right? (laughs) We invite you to remember, you know, what the heat feels like, what Mm. it feels like to be in a space that is clean and empty and um, quiet Mm. or or filled with the fun chatter of like your friends next to you, what it feels like to just have a two minute conversation that changes your whole day, Mm. all of that stuff. Like we see that stuff happen in the Mm -hmm. studio. And so that's what it's about. We're going to call it. There's no place like here. Mm. And we desperately need red shoe, sparkly shoe emojis, but they don't have it. That's so funny. <laughs> so I'm requesting red sparkly, like Dorothy's shoes. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the slippers. No like here. The yeah. ruby slippers. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, it's ruby slippers. That's what it is. Oh, there's um, no place like here. Yes. Yeah. So just a reminder, and then we'll, I'm going to do it. Are you going to do it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I am serious and honest when I say that I open, I luckily have that impetus to go to the studio regularly. And when I get there, I'm so grateful, grounded. There's a connection. There's something different where it all feels well worth it, clearing out the time and the energy to get there. So excited to be there that I feel like I'm contributing to how our space feels and how it looks and creating the energy in the space for other people to have that same experience because it feels like it changes the entire day. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. We're lucky that we have a space like that. Wait, we it's have a three. built-in job. That's we have our three. Job. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the other thing is I think it feels so good because there's Woburn, there's Lexington, there's Burlington, and they each feel really different so that when I open the door, it's this feeling of like, oh, yeah, there's no place like here. And they're each each really unique. Yeah. Good. Okay. So then I'll see you in April. I don't, yes. I don't even know what it is. Like we... I think we'll send out the logistics later because we haven't even figured it out. This is we like just, it coming together. We just want to know, or we just want to feel like there's a place for us to land. And so mm. hopefully that's what this feels like. Um, and it feels like the kind of challenge that just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Oh, Yay. Good. All right. So here we go. Our dear friend, Mike Borgonzano, his name is Mikey Bikes on Spotify. And uh, he is our unique outro intro music. You can catch him in our Woburn studio on Wednesday nights. He is ridiculously overcommitted and can never teach another class. So that's the one you have to go to if you want to meet this amazing musician. Have a great everything. Hey, you
Bye. Bye. Bye.